Good morning. It's going to be with you on this Wednesday as we um, continue in our book of Acts. We have one more chapter to go, so we're not far from being done. So I'll, I'll, in fact, I anticipate us finishing up Acts uh, this week. We have uh, two more days, and I'll probably uh, will finish um, finish this up um, Friday. So we'll start something new on Monday. I'll let you know by Friday where we're going. So I've got a few options in my in my bag. We've been in, you know, Acts is a long book, so I feel like we've been in here for a while. So I'll probably go something shorter. Um, the next few rounds, some of the shorter in the Old Testament, some of the shorter in the New Testament. Um, eventually, I want to walk to a gospel together. That's kind of where I want to go in the coming months. But um, we'll, we'll get there in a, a little bit. Today, we're going to pick up with uh, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10 of chapter 28. Then remember, the ship was shipwrecked. So that's kind of where we pick up after, the, after they ran aground and they got to, to, to safety. After we had reached safety, then we learned that the island was called Malta. The natives showed us unusual kindness. Since it had begun to rain and it was cold, they kindled a fire and welcomed all of us around him. Paul had gathered up a bundle of brushwood and was putting on the fire when a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, This man must be a murderer. Even though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were expecting him to swell up or drop dead. And after they waited a long time, they saw that nothing unusual had happened to him. They changed their minds and began to say that he was a god. Now, in the neighborhood of the place where the lands belonged to the leading man of the island named Publius, who received this and entertained us with hospitality for three days. It so happened that the father of Publius lay sick in bed with a fever and dysentery. Paul visited him and cured him by praying and putting his hands on him. After this happened, the rest of the people of the island who had diseases came and were cured. They bestowed many honors upon us. And when we were about to sail, they put us on board with all the provisions we needed. So we see now that they have landed. There's, well, not landed. They have swum to shore. They, they are safe. And they're staying on this island for a little bit. And, you know, uh, we see, once again, we see God continue to work through Paul. We see a couple of miracles here. Um, the snake biting Paul and it, um, not killing him. And I always think of, because um, you know how my brain works. I always think of, um, Return of the Jedi. If you're a Star Wars fan, you may remember Return of the Jedi when the Ewoks think C-3PO is a god. So that's kind of what um I just I just think of uh of, of Paul being bit by the snake and everybody think he's going to die. I like they think he's a murderer, you know. So it's going to justice got him either way, and of course he doesn't die. They're like, oh, he's not he's not a murderer. He's a god. So I always think of that. Because, because because my brain always goes to Star Wars. So that's what I think of with that story. And then, of course, we see Paul healing. And, of course, both of these examples, just like the stuff from yesterday and just like the stuff throughout the book of Acts, you may remember when we first started the book of Acts, the whole notion of signs and wonders, signs and wonders, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are done to show the gospels at work in, in a context, but also as a means to draw people in so more folks can hear the gospel. So what we see, just like with yesterday with the ship, how when Paul said, this is going to happen, I told you it was going to happen. He now has it. He now has the believability to have his words about Jesus mean something. We see that Paul has these miracles happen through him. Not even that Paul really did them per se. Paul didn't make the snake bite him. Snake just had to bit him. And it doesn't affect him. He's saved. And we see here that um, when this miracle is performed, that um, that everyone comes to believe and they are left with many um, great blessings. 
They are left with all the provision they need. So because of this, because of God working through Paul, these are not things Paul made happen. God just worked through him. And I think that's one of the things we need to always remember when things happen. It's not us doing them. It's God doing them through us. Paul is simply a vessel through whom God works. Paul doesn't make this happen. This isn't Paul's doing. This is God's doing that just so happened to come through Paul. So we see the snake bite. He survives. They come to believe he has power in the healing of the um, of the father where life is spared and saved. So I just think, once again, signs and wonders all throughout Acts. But I want to talk a little about the snake bite thing because we're going to do a little bit. We're going to nerd out on Bible history for a second here. So um, I don't know how many of you have your Bibles with you when you read this. You may be just watching this or listening to this through uh, through um, podcasts. Some of you are driving right now. I know that. So if you're driving, I'll ask you not to do this. But if you're following along, you'll see me flipping through my Bible. And uh, if you have your own Bible, I'd encourage you to do this. Let me turn to Mark 16. Mark is the, was the first gospel written. And um, if you read Mark 16, Mark 16 is the is the post-resurrection scene in this gospel. And so when you get to verse 8, verse 8 says this. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone and were afraid. And then it says the shorter ending of Mark. And all that had been commanded them, they told briefly to those around Peter. And afterwards, Jesus himself set out through them from east to west, the sacred and the imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. That's called the shorter ending of Mark. And if, you, if, you, if you're if you in a, a, a newer version, new Revised Standard, new, new International, ESV, New Living, you're going to see this note over here. Um, where it says, um, let me... That the longer ending of Mark is this. It appears as though the, the, the way the Bible works is we have autographs, which are the actual letters or gospels written, the actual sure enough ones, and manuscripts, which are copies of them. We have thousands, y'all. There's, no the, there's no book of ancient history that has more manuscript copies than of scripture. Trust me. Take religion out of it. There's no book of antiquity that is as well sourced as scripture. A lot of the earlier manuscripts end with a shorter ending. They don't include the longer ending. This, A lot of scholars think this was a later addition to Mark. Now, many of them do have it. That's why it's included. But the shorter ending is where a lot of your earliest manuscripts End. And you'll see ver various stories in the Bible that are like that. If you're ever reading your Bible, you see little brackets around stories. That's what this means. It's I equate it to it's like in math class. Uh, when you had to turn your homework in, you had to show your work. The translators are showing their work of translation. So I'm saying all this to say that the longer ending has this. I'm going to start with verse 14. Later, he appeared to the 11 themselves that they were sitting at the table and he he upbraided them for the lack of faith and stubbornness because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the good news to the whole creation. The one who believes and is baptized will be saved, but the one who does not believe will be condemned. And these will be the signs that accompany those who believe. Using my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. They drink a deadly thing. It will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Okay. Remember, I said a lot of scholars believe that Mark's 
original gospel ended with verse 8. And then 9 through 16 were later additions. Still were still trustworthy, still authoritative, still in the Bible, but they may have been added on. Just like we know that Joshua probably added on to the end of Deuteronomy because it talks about Moses' funeral. So we know Moses didn't write that because Moses was dead. So that was a later addition by Joshua. More likely than not, this section here may have been added on by Matthew or one of Mark's disciples. So long, where I'm going this long way is notice what it says, verse 17 says some of the signs were. These were the signs that come to those who believe. By using my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Very 18. They will pick up snakes with their hands. They will drink a deadly thing and it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. A lot of scholars think that this later edition here was done to say, see, look at Paul. Look at Paul. How much of Paul's work? How often in Paul's letters does Paul spend time verifying and proving that he is an apostle? So much of his early, the first words of every letter he writes are defending his apostleship. We see it over and over and over again that he defends that he is an apostle, that he's sent by God. What, what do we see here? What are the signs that someone is sent by God? Well, they're going to pick up snakes. Drink poison. They'll be just fine. What happens to Paul here today? He gets bit by a snake. Doesn't even bother. Just shakes it off. So we see here that God's working in Paul's life and that these things can't even touch him. We see in Matthew's gospel the fact that this verifies that he is sent from God. And by the way, that's the passage here from, from I'm sorry, from Mark's gospel. That's the passage from Mark's gospel where we get the concept of snake holders, snake handlers, those who handle snakes, uh, things such as that. That comes from this passage here. So a lot of scholars think this passage here was added on to say, see, we told you what Paul was doing was from God. Do you not see that he's an apostle? Just like Peter and James and John, the rest of this right here, Jesus said this, and it shows that that he was an apostle in the same way. This, this these, so this passage here in Acts is linked very closely to this this passage in Mark. Mark sixteen verses fourteen through eighteen are connected so much with this story here in um, in Acts. That's one of the cool things y'all to see. Remember, the Bible's going to be read together. It's always good to take different verses out or different stories out and look at them in depth. But it's really cool to see how the Bible fits so well together. To fit so well together. And so we see here, we see this deep connection. God's working in Paul's life. The snake bites him, doesn't bother him. This proves what was said in Mark. And then Mark was there and it shows what happened to Paul. And it's all a beautiful, beautiful symmetry of scripture. Things I just said. So anyway, um, I would not suggest go picking up snakes. Uh, I kind of subscribe to Maxine Stoddard School of Snake Handling. Only good snakes a dead snake. Um, but this story here today does have that linkage back to um, Mark chapter 16. If you'd like to read more about this, or um, you know, there's some really good resources about how this all works together. And um, I'd love to answer any questions you may have about it. So anyway, thanks for joining us today. Um, the Bible's beautiful, y'all. The Bible's awesome. And like I said, when you talk about all the manuscripts of Scripture, there's no book out there in world history that has as many manuscripts and as verifiable and as provable historically as the Bible. So, good stuff. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. We'll pick up tomorrow with um, Paul getting to Rome. He finally gets there, y'all. Took him a long time, but he finally made it. So, we'll pick up there tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. See y'all.